House Republicans have no balls. Probably because they keep castrating themselves. What's up? This is Marquee Saves the Republican Friday. I, I still can't believe it. I mean, actually, I can believe it, but I can't believe that I can believe it. The Republicans voted out one of their own. The Republicans took a Republican vote in what is a very slim majority, and they just threw it out the door. They just tossed it in the garbage. They were just like, hey, George Santos, we know you're a reliable conservative voter for the Republican majority, which is very slim, even slimmer now. Uh, but we, we don't want you in here, and we don't want you here anymore because you lied. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. If we started kicking out every congressman who lied, it would be a very, 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 very empty chamber. It'd be like John Fetterman's uh, skull. That's how empty that would be. Uh, anyway, listen, we'll get into all that here in just a minute. I would like to um, say thank you, by the way, to Congressman Matt Gates, who hosted me on his podcast on Friday. I believe the episode airs today, but he has a podcast called Firebrand. Uh, you can watch it on Rumble. You can download it on iTunes or all the other podcasts. And uh, we had a great conversation. We talked a lot about George Santos. We talked a lot about the reaction from you guys, the people that called in, why it was a horrible mistake for Republicans, why a, a non-convicted member of Congress should never be kicked out of should never be kicked out of the caucus by their own members, especially with a slim. The majority, by the way, for the Republicans is down now to only seven votes. It's 221 to 213. Thanks to them ousting George Santos from their from their uh, Republican majority. And there's a bunch of other people that could leave. So the, this uh, this Republican majority is just getting smaller and smaller. And that's not the goal. When you have a uh, when you have a Republican held majority, when you have a Republican Speaker of the House, when you have a, a grand old party who's in charge of of spreading conservatism, your job is to actually grow your majority. What I would love for the Republicans to do is get some, you know, get some more Republican leadership, not less, but they don't seem to be able to grasp that concept. And we chatted about that with Matt Gates on Friday. Also, uh, I sent him a copy of my book, The Untold Story of Christmas, and we had a fantastic conversation, not just about the book, not just about Christmas, not just about the story of Jesus Christ being born to save the world from its sins and to bring peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Uh, but we got into a really kind of a really kind of interesting discussion about Judeo-Christian philosophy and history and how it actually kind of correlates to today's modern American society and how a lot of the lessons and a lot of the things that happened back in the time of Christ, uh, which I pinpoint here in the untold story of Christmas, also still reverberate and still kind of exist today with Joe Biden and the Democrats and their, you know, what they're trying to do to our society. So uh, and it was a fascinating conversation. He loved the book. And um, if you want to get a copy, it's available at the untold story of Christmas.com. The untold story of Christmas.com. Fun fact, I'm doing a charity fundraiser for my church this weekend, and I'm going to be reading the book and selling the book and all the proceeds will go back to the church. I'm not going to keep any of the, I'm not going to, we'll pay for the book. Like 10 bucks is what the book costs. And then all the other money will, uh, will donate back to the, back to the parish. But basically um, I, w I went to every single mass this weekend and I, I went in there and at the end I did, I did the announcements and I told everybody about the fundraiser coming up and I said, please come out and we can support the church and you can hear this great story and it's going to be tons of fun. And that meant I went to five, I went to church five times. I went to, I went at, I went at 4 PM on Saturday, 7 AM Sunday, 9 AM Sunday. I went back at 11. I went back at five. I was there all the time making the announcements. And, um, you know, when I heard, it was very interesting. I heard the uh, the priest give the homily a couple times. I didn't stay for every homily, but I heard it a couple times. And one of the things he brought up was this concept of waiting and how Americans, really everybody, uh, we've forgotten how to wait. And the time between now and Christmas that they call Advent is the time that we wait for Jesus's arrival. And waiting 
creates anticipation and anticipation creates appreciation. And then if you have to wait and anticipate something and it finally comes, you appreciate it more than if you'd just gotten it. And it was a really, it was a really interesting concept. And I wrote in my Catriot Dispatch the other day how uh, you can actually kind of, if you're a conservative, if you're a, if you're a Donald Trump supporter, if you're someone who uh, likes to put America first, you can kind of equate this to what's been going on with the election of 2024. Donald Trump, we all thought was going to come back in 2020. He did not. And now we've been waiting, not for four weeks like we do for the uh, for Christ's birthday, but no, for like four whole years. We've still got a year to go. And that uh, that waiting creates anticipation and the anticipation creates appreciation. And when Donald Trump does return to power, that appreciation will be probably larger than anyone. I mean, think about this. Ne only one other time in history has this happened where you had a president uh, serve non-consecutive terms, Grover Cleveland. And I don't know what it was like back then. I wasn't around. Joe Biden might be able to tell you because he old. Um, but basically what happens is, or what I imagine happening is, you've got Donald Trump in office for four years. He leaves. Joe Biden comes in. Donald Trump becomes the resurgent candidate. I mean, it is it is amazing how how popular this guy is in his own party and in other parties. African-American voters are fleeing the Democrat pl uh, plantation and they're racing to vote for Donald Trump in 2024. Same with Latinos. Same with these uh, same with these suburban moms who apparently were all supportive of Biden. Not anymore. But that's not it. There's other voters that are fleeing. Uh, Joe, In fact, Joe Biden, I don't know what he's doing. It's almost like he has a plan in place to alienate as many swing state voters as he possibly can before the election. And there's two uh, distinct sets of voters that are really upset with Joe Biden right now. Number one are the Muslim American voters. And I retweeted a guy. There, there was this. So on Twitter, I guess hash, uh, I guess there was a big conference somewhere. I forget where. I think it was in Detroit. And it was uh, an abandoned Biden movement. They had a big uh, press conference. They had a big, uh, con like, you know, get together. All these Muslim Americans. And they want to abandon Biden because of his stance on Israel. They don't like Israel. They hate Israel. They're not big fans of the Jewish people. They think that Israel has taken over Palestine. And from the river to the sea, Palestine should be free. And they think Hamas is an, a terrorist organization. They think Hamas is the bee's knees and uh, they want a ceasefire. They want Joe Biden to stop sending weapons to Israel. They want Joe Biden to call Israel and say, hey, ceasefire right now. They want Joe Biden to come out and say genocide ain't cool. All this, you know, all the propaganda that they've been pushing. And Joe Biden's not doing any of that. So now the Muslim American population is angry. And the swing state Muslim American voters got together and they held a conference and they started a hashtag and it's hashtag abandoned Biden. And there's all there's all these Muslims who are saying, look, we delivered you these swing states. We delivered you Michigan. We delivered you Pennsylvania. We delivered you. One of them claimed Florida, but I don't think Florida. I don't know. I don't know who's going to tell this guy, but Florida is not a swing state. And anyway, Florida is pretty solid. We understand where our where our loyalties lie here in the state of Florida. But there's others, you know, I mean, look at Georgia, look at Arizona, uh, look at Nevada. These are places where the vote could go either way. And if Muslim Americans abandon Joe Biden, which is what this hashtag uh, symbolizes or, or seems to be proclaiming that they're about to do, that's a lot of votes that could go. I mean, are they going to go to Donald Trump? I doubt it. No one's a bigger fan of Israel than Donald Trump. Donald Trump, it's interesting. If I were a pro-Hamas uh, Muslim American voter and I hated Joe Biden because he wasn't pushing for a ceasefire, would I vote for Donald Trump? I might. Because Donald Trump, listen, Donald Trump is no warmonger. Donald Trump's not for the not Donald Trump's not for the unabashed killing of anybody on either side. Donald Trump's a peace-loving guy. 
And Donald Trump brokered peace in the Middle East for the first time ever. He was the only president to do it. Donald Trump had peace agreements between Israel and the UAE and a couple of other countries, the Saudi Arabian peace deal Donald Trump started working on. It was an incredible four years of peace in a region that hasn't seen peace in a very long time. And then, of course, when Joe Biden came back into power, the whole thing just exploded right back into violence. Um, that's what they should call him. They should call him Joe Violence That's instead of Joe Biden. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress. I digress with my, with my impromptu nicknames. Um, so these Muslim Americans are now abandoning Biden, and they could push the swing state over to the other side. Because for whatever reason, I guess they believe that Donald Trump would be the better option for Muslim Americans or for Muslims in Palestine. He might be able to bring peace back to the Middle East. And that, look, peace just means no more death. And Joe Biden's not pushing for, for no more death. I don't know. It's interesting, but the Muslim Americans are, are not happy with them. And that's going to cause havoc and panic in the Democrat Party, especially as we get closer to 2024 and Donald Trump's lead increases uh, over Joe Biden nationally. The second group are these coal miners and coal workers because John Kerry, this was, by the way, one of my favorite stories of all time. Uh, there was in supposedly in um, in Dubai or no, where was, I guess it was going to be in Dubai. It was going to be in. Hold on. I want to pull it up. Uh, I want to make sure that I get it right because it was a fantastic story. It was all about global warming activists. 70,000 of these global warming activists were apparently heading to a. Um, yeah, here we go. Uh, they were heading to a global warming conference in Dubai and they had to stop in Germany or they were getting on their flights in Germany. But there was a massive snowstorm. And these private planes that were headed out to Dubai not only were stuck, couldn't fly, but the ice and the snow was so heavy that they would that they would kind of like their noses would tip up in the air because their wings and, their, and the back part of the plane was so weighted down that it would pop up. And they had to like defreeze them and thaw them out. They had to get these planes lowered gently because, you know, they didn't want any damage to the to the aircraft. And so uh, I was looking at a zero hedge and they had a headline literally private jets headed to global warming conference frozen on runway, <laughs> which I, I mean, I mean, they got it. private jets heading to global warming conference frozen on runway. I mean, it's one of the best headlines ever written. Uh, and I love, I love when the news writes itself. Um, but one of the things that, that John Kerry was pushing for, who also flies on a private jet, by the way, uh, is to abandon coal, get rid of coal, no more coal in the United States. They want to immediately, and they're going to immediately, stop building coal plants. They're not going to build any more coal power plants. Then, on top of that, they want to push for no more coal plants at all, not just new ones, but we want to get rid of all the old ones by 2035. And this is here in the United States, where coal is a major form of energy production. We're not the biggest country. The biggest one is India. India, China, Japan, they all use coal at a, a huge rate to power their, their facilities. And none of them are joining in this accord to abandon a natural resource that provides electricity for millions and millions of people. But the United States of America, under John Kerry and Joe Biden, and their environmentalist wacko left-wing fringe group who's holding them hostage, is, is, is telling them to abandon coal. Now, I don't know if you know this, but one of the biggest coal-producing states in the country is Pennsylvania, a swing state. And I can't imagine that the coal miners... I can't imagine that the coal industrial professionals, I can't imagine they're really thrilled with John Kerry saying, hey, we're going to put you guys all out of business. We're not going to build any more coal plants, so there's not going to be any new opportunity for you to, uh, you know, to, to increase your incomes or your, your productivity. And then on top of that, we're going to shut down your operation 
in like 15 years or 10 years. God, it's already 2024 almost. 11 years, we want you guys totally out of business. Is that the message you want to send to Pennsylvania? I can't imagine that the Pennsylvania coal miners are going to be thrilled about that. Or Illinois. I mean, let's face it, Illinois is a huge, a huge coal producing state. I don't think Illinois is going to turn red anytime soon, but this isn't helping. When you look at all these angry Joe Biden hating Muslims and all of these angry Joe Biden hating coal miners and coal producers, it spells doom for Joe Biden in a couple of states that he must win if he wants to be president again. And one of them is, is Pennsylvania. Uh, the other thing is that Taylor Swift, I guess, is there. Is, I guess she's the ace in the hole. Um, she's she's supporting Biden uh, now openly. And it appears that that they're abandoning the Muslim Americans and the coal miners and they're trying to pick up the Swifty vote. I don't know if it's going to cancel each other out. I don't know how it's going to work out. But I do know this. A lot of Taylor Swift fans remember her from her country days. And country folk tend to be conservative and Christian. And conservative Christians tend to uh, tend to vote for Donald Trump, not for Joe Biden. So anyway, we'll follow that scenario and see how it goes as well. Don't forget, The Untold Story of Christmas is available right now. Go to theuntoldstoryofchristmas.com. Theuntoldstoryofchristmas.com. Matt Gates' new favorite Christmas book. I don't know if that I don't know if that's an actual I'm just assuming it is because well he told he told me he really liked it on Friday. And uh, as soon as that podcast of his goes live, I'll let you know about it too, so you can go check it out. We had a great conversation and I was really excited to take the time to chat with him. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. Anywho, uh, get your book. Don't forget to like, subscribe, set the notifications as well for this particular podcast because we bring it to you every single day. We want you to know what's going on. We want you to be armed. We want you to be ready to go. We want you to be ready to say, hey, I know what you're trying to do to me, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And we're going to take back our country in 2024, and we're going to replace the representatives in the House with true conservative Republicans who will who will solidify and protect their slim majority instead of whittling away at it because they feel like they need to look good in front of people who hate them, which is really all it boils to. Anyway, we'll get into more of that on the Mark K Show at noon today, 11 Eastern. Uh, like, subscribe, share, set your notifications, and keep listening every single day so that you and me and everyone else can save the republic.